Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Lori and Julia Book Club. We are uh, delighted beyond words that Nadia Hashimi is joining us. Her latest book, Sparks Like Stars, which we just absolutely loved. Uh, Thank you, Nadia. Thank you, Nadia. My pleasure. So glad to be able to talk to both of you today. Yeah, what a beautiful book. Really, it is. Fascinating historical fiction. Give us a setup of the story, please. Sure. So this story starts off in 1978 in Kabul, and there's a little girl that we meet, Sitara. She's 10 years old, and she's living a very privileged life. Um, but Sitara, one night, becomes a witness and a survivor of a brutal military mass uh, coup that happens in the palace. And, you know, through twists and turns, she ends up becoming an American, becomes an Afghan-American, until one day when her past returns to her and faces her and then pulls her back to Kabul to face the truth and the questions and the mysteries that she still has around what happened that night with her family. And, you know, Nadia, and I want you to tell us how you got the inspiration for telling this story, but, you know, people might often mistakenly think that Afghanistan has just always had war. Yes, yes, they've had, we've been in an endless war in Afghanistan, then they had the Russian, but there have been times in Afghanistan's history where there's not been war. Yeah, and that's really, you know, when you ask about the, what was the inspiration for this story, in my previous books, they've taken me to book clubs, to libraries, to book festivals, and conversations around the themes of those stories I've uh, circled back to, you know, what happened to Afghanistan? Why why do I talk about my mom growing up in Afghanistan and going to school and becoming an engineer and, and you know, other contemporaries for her generation doing the same? How did that country become this one? And so I wanted to be able to answer book clubs in mm-hmm. um, with a novel and not mm-hmm. just have the conversation with them uh, to be able to inform people about a past that once was and I think it really speaks also to the reasons why people are fighting so hard right now to safe, uh, to save Afghanistan's future and to save the rights of women in Afghanistan's future. It's because we've had that in the past and mm-hmm. it's, it's too much to let go. Right, right. It and, really, and, and your, I, your story, your author's note at the end of the book where you had found a newspaper paper article by, um, Carlotta Gall, a journalist, uh, about a discovery of the remains of Afghanistan's first president 40 years after he and 18 members of his family had been killed in this coup. And right. that, 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 that was the, the idea for putting together this story. Right. So I knew that I wanted to tell a story that really um, helped depict what Afghanistan used to be. Mm-hmm. And I, then I needed to be able to kind of center that around a particular event or around a personality or a character. And when I came across that article, it really, you know, the more I dug into it, I realized that that was truly the moment in Afghanistan's history that tipped the country over into mm-hmm. what would become decades of war. Mm-hmm. And so it was a fascinating and dark event in Afghanistan's history and one that I wanted to, you know, shine a bit of light on. And you write such, I mean, you've got such great characters and, um, uh, uh, Satara. Satara, but no, she's known as, uh, how do you pronounce her name? Ariana? Uh, Ariana. Ariana. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, uh, Tilly, um, you know, the, uh, is Ameri- she the, the grandma? The grandma. I loved that whole storyline and the hippies going through, you know, traveling, traveling that part of the world. Is that guide that you wrote about for real? 
It is. It's it's fascinating. <laughs> I mean, it's an amazing little travel guide that you're that you're um, alluding to, What's it and called? that's what the hippies used. And it was. Um, I mean, it tells you how to travel real cheap from country to country, where to score the best weed. Um, what places to avoid, which customs and which borders to worry about, and how to just stay cool as you're traveling <laughs> mm-hmm. along this path. And again, it just speaks to what a different time mm-hmm. it was. And I've met so many people uh, over the years who, you know, there's always like one person who lingers at the end of a book festival or something and just comes up to me and tells me that they used to travel to Afghanistan in, you know, in the 60s or 70s or work there. Mm-hmm. When I was in high school, one of my friends, uh, the only, very few people knew about Afghanistan at that time. But one of my friend's fathers actually recognized when I, when he asked me where was my family from and I said Afghanistan, he was like, oh, you guys have the best weed. And <laughs> oh, that's hysterical. Like, that was one of the few people who actually had like a personal connection to the country that, that he could speak of. So right. I just wanted to be able to, and that was just a lot of fun to do the research and just get to know, you know, women who partake in different kinds of recreational substances at that age. And now how much research did you do for this book? I did a good amount of research, um, probably did more research than I needed to, but it was so enjoyable for this particular story because I got to, you know, like like I was talking about, look at pictures online and travel diaries from people who were overlanders and traveling that hippie trail at that time, but then also get to know what was happening with the American Foreign Service officers who were working in Kabul and actually interview one of them who was there, a woman who was there at the time working at the American Cultural Center as a director, mm. and talk about what the feelings were, what surprised prizes they had it was a party post for them they were like literally having cocktails the night before oh, the coup. that is something if you're just joining us we're talking to nadia hashimi the book is sparks like stars a novel it's historical fiction talking about the pivotal events um and conflict that happened in april of 1978 where this young girl satira watched her whole family be murdered mm-hmm. and her story of coming to america I was struck by kind of the immigration part of it and being um, going to a foreign foreign country and not wanting to be immersed in America and let go and ha- of your past in Afghanistan and having the survivor's guilt that, yeah. you know, she survived and just that struggle that we've never experienced. Yeah, I think, you know, I've, I've known a lot of people who have immigrated to the United States at various times in Afghanistan's history. My parents came over well before the coup even, um, but many of my family members came over later, and then my husband even came over. He had lived through years of war. Um, Obviously, he's a different generation than my parents. So Mm -hmm. uh, I think everyone's got a bit of a different journey, but there's a lot of loss along the way. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of, you know, what they're leaving behind. And even for my parents, for example, they left behind a country that they'll never be able to return to because it has transformed in the years that they've been gone. In Satara's story, she has lost tremendously. Right. She's lost just about everything. And so her story is one where she really grapples with that grief as a lifelong process. Mm-hmm. And I, we love the titles. The title sparks like stars. Your book is be- your oh, book yeah. cover is beautiful too. By the way, we love uh, we think book covers sell. <laughs> we oh, read, I know. We read so I many. I cannot books. take credit for either the title or the cover, and I would agree with you that they're both gorgeous. Yeah, <laughs> it really is it's so good. So, um, are you doing? How's the best way? Do you like people to get 
contact you like on your Facebook page or Twitter or Instagram or where do you like for you know readers to find out where you're going to be doing you know virtual book I am and stuff? available on Facebook on okay. Instagram I'm 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 reachable on Twitter I don't do a heck of a lot on Twitter it feels okay. like a boxing ring sometimes right. to me but on my website uh, on any of the social media platforms I can be found I love connecting with book clubs so I'm usually able to kind of join in and and have part of the conversation uh, it's the, that's the rounding out the process of the book for me is to know what it does when it gets readers into the hands of readers. Yeah, and it, you it know, was a great piece of history to learn as far as sure. I was. I listened to it. Lori okay. read it yeah. and I listened to it. You're the person who narrated it on Audible did a nice job. I keep hearing that, which is amazing. Also, I'm 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 really glad. It seems like this package came together in a way that the feedback has been amazing. I've been really grateful for it. Yeah, because yeah, sometimes I'm telling you that person, the reader, well, you know, sometimes the voice makes all, all the, the difference, difference in right? the world. You said that before, Julia. I have um, the also the thing too that I really uh, appreciated, like the psychological insight and just really becoming quite so so fond of Satara slash Ariana um is you know really uh I guess having getting an awareness of like what it is to experience trauma because I think that people dismiss that sometimes like well you've you've gotten through it so you've gotten through it and it just really made me I don't know it it just felt like a heart opening to me yeah, I think that's, um, you know, we we don't have other people's experiences. Their lived experiences are so personal. Mm-hmm. And we can try to put ourselves into another person's shoes. But when we meet each other, we're so busy with right now that we can't really sit down and take in everyone's pasts as completely as, you know, we might want to or, or think might be necessary to really understand them. So, um, but we do it with novels. Yeah. And that's. I- that's the cool part about these books is having a chance to really take a deep dive and get to know someone. Yeah, that is so true. And, and it's and, and, so much fun learning about different areas of the world, different histories. Yeah. And and we were glad to see that um, your book is recommended along with um, we just had Kate Quinn on a couple of weeks ago for the Rose Code because we love our historical so fiction stories about women. And we we're like, it was perfect timing you know, to be oh, I love it. I can't and, wait to read The Rose oh, Code. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. We're talking with Nadia Hashimi. Her new book is Sparks Like Stars. Nadia, we ask everybody, what's the last great book that you read? Oh, well, I am in the middle right now of Lily King's Writers and Lovers, and I'm reading it slow, um, soaking myself in it, every line. She's just so great. I love the way she writes, and it's so insightful about um, the writing process, so I can relate to a lot that's in there, uh, and she's an amazing writer. Yeah, I oh. think we, we, Julie, what we had we her on for, for Euphoria. Yes, her we did. Euphoria. Yes, we did. A few that years was a ago. great one, too. Yes, that was. Well, yeah. Nadia, we hope to, you know, we're going to be, a, you're on our radar now. We would like to read uh, your book, The Pearl That Broke Its Shell. That's one of your other books, and we just loved our introduction to you in sparks like stars it's just wonderful wonderful book i'm so glad that we've connected over this story and really glad that it landed in your hands thank yeah. you so thank much thank you thanks thank so you. much thanks, Nadia. bye